Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello and how are you? Are we all lovely, happy little munchkins today? <laughs> I really hope so. Oh, do you know what? It's absolutely unbearable here. It is so hot. I am oh, just hoping against hope that it cools down very, very soon. Um, the heat just makes me feel so uncomfortable um, and it also makes me hurt more than um, normally. So um, it makes my symptoms play up. So that's why I hate the heat so much. Uh, so I'm hoping that it might start raining very, very soon. <laughs> Aren't I misery? Yes, I know, I don't care. Um, right, 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 right. Let's have a look. We've got a big fun packed um, episode today with um, different things for you to do as well and make. So, shall we get started? Of course. So, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. The riddle from yesterday it was a bit of a difficult one, wasn't it? So... I haven't had any um, answers, any right answers. So I'll read you the riddle and then I'll give you the answer. So three lives have I. Gentle enough to soothe skin. Light enough to caress the sky. But hard enough to crack rocks. What? am i well 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 it's water because the forms of liquid um are either solid so ice gas which is water vapor um or liquid obviously water liquid uh, so those are the three lives that it has um Liquid is used to bathe. That's fairly obvious. Um, gas. Uh, gas. Sorry, I'm just trying to read my own writing. Gas creates clouds that float to the sky. And in its solid form, ice, it can split rocks and create glaciers that score the earth when it moves downhill so the the answer was water little bit of a difficult one isn't it so i do have an easier one today i promise so the one today is about aliens so an alien jumped out of a spaceship and fell to the ground why wasn't he hurt so he jumped out of a spaceship and he fell to the ground. But why wasn't he hurt? Hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe you will know. What do you reckon? Do you think you can tell me the answer to that one? really hope so. So, um, the fun fact. Fun fact is a good one, actually. So just recently, 
Um, an extraordinary fossil has been found in China. And it shows a carnivorous mammal attacking a larger plant-eating dinosaur, so a herbivore dinosaur. Um, now, the fossil, <laughs> awful really when you think about it, but um, the pair were caught in the act by a volcanic eruption which buried them alive, so they were they're there forever in the eternal struggle um, because they were buried and so that that rock that fossil is there forever showing that picture um, so it's preserved evidence of their battle bless them uh, the 125 million year old fossil shows a badger-like mammal now um these are weird names and i will probably say them wrong so do forgive me but the badger-like mammal called a repenomamus robustus on top of a citacorsorus dinosaur about the size of a large dog gripping its jaw and biting into its ribs. Poor thing. The two animals were locked in mortal combat, intimately entwined. <laughs> Bless, explained Dr. Jordan Mallon. And he is a paleobiologist. All these long words first thing in the morning. A paleobiologist. <laughs> who studied the fossil so he's somebody that um studies fossils and all sorts of things so it's among the first evidence to show actual predatory behavior by a mammal on a dinosaur how awful so i suppose it's the circle of life isn't it but to actually be caught like that um so that it's preserved forever and you can actually see it. So if you Google it, you will be able to see the fossil. How awesome is that? Um, so that was recently found in um, mm, 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 China, showing frozen in time. How awesome. Now I just must tell you this, okay, because this struck me as really funny. So scientists studying birds' nests in the Netherlands have found that magpies and crows have been making nests out of anti-nesting spikes. This is how clever they are. These metal spikes, we must have all seen them around, probably more so in London and in big cities. Um, the metal spikes are placed on buildings around cities to prevent birds from making nests there. At least that's the plan. But the clever birds have a better idea because they tear the spikes off and use them to build what the researchers describe as an impregnable fortress to keep other birds away from their eggs. How awesome is that? They are so clever. Um, in other countries, magpies have been seen making nests from barbed wire, 
and even knitting needles. I am never leaving my knitting needles out in the garden ever. <laughs> but um, I just I read that and I thought I have to say that. I have to tell you that because it just is so awesome. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. So um, our true or false question from yesterday was um, every giant panda in the whole world is the property of the government of China. Is that true or is that false? And you know what? It is true. Every single panda, even the ones that are born in the zoos, they are the property of the government of uh, China. So there you go. Um, in that case, I hope that the ones that are born in London Zoo or any other zoo in um, thing, I hope the Chinese government is sending money. <laughs> Child support. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right, so today's true-false question is... Is it true or false? The Milky Way is named after a chocolate bar. What do you reckon? Do you reckon that's true or false? Hmm, I'm not so sure. Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> well, you tell me. Wow. Now, space is huge, okay? With trillions of planets and moons. And yet Earth is the only place where we know life exists. Life includes trees, flowers, insects, dogs, as well as us humans. Could aliens exist? What do you think? Could aliens exist? I mean, it seems a bit silly, doesn't it, that out of all of the millions and trillions of planets in the whole of space ever there's only one planet that's got life on it that does seem a bit odd so could aliens exist so life appeared on our planet so there's no reason why it couldn't have arisen in other parts of the universe too but so far we have no clear evidence of any alien life existing, which just means that scientists haven't found any good evidence of life beyond Earth yet. Doesn't mean they don't exist, just means we haven't found them. So scientists think life began on Earth about 3.7 billion years ago, um, when different chemicals combined to form small, simple living cells, which is the building block of all living things. So, I think that they possibly could. Now, we've got three. It's a mystery why we haven't found aliens yet. But 
Scientists have several theories about this, okay? Several ideas. So, I'm going to give you three ideas. The case for, the case against, and the in-between. So, you tell me which one you are more on the side of, okay? So, the case for, which is loads of aliens... Uh, in 1961, astronomer Frank Drake came up with the Drake equation, which estimates how many intelligent alien societies could exist in our galaxy, the Milky Way. He calculated that there must be at least 10,000 alien civilizations advanced enough to send signals across space so they could be sending us messages right now we just don't know it we haven't we didn't don't know that they're actually messages i don't know so the second theory the second idea is the case against no aliens at all okay so another scientist, Enrico Fermi, is famous for arguing that if lots of intelligent aliens did exist, some would have invented advanced technology and visited Earth. But they haven't. This is called the Fermi paradox. Where are they? If they exist, where are they? Um, the in-between is um, a tiny aliens, basically. And it is uh, pointed out by Professor Brian Cox, who is my hero. I love Professor Brian Cox. I listen to him all the time talking about space and um, it, he just makes so much sense. So this is possibly the one that I'm going to go with. So we are as lone as far as we can tell, but um, he points out that for most of Earth's history, the only life was microscopic single cells. So maybe there is alien life, but it's so tiny and hard to see, and it hasn't started flying through space or sending messages yet. So that could also be a theory. So I'm on the side of in-between. What about you? Are you the case for? Are you the case against? Or are you the in-between case? Uh, are you going to join me in the in-betweenies? <laughs> Well, that is the question of the day. So, um, is there alien life? What do you think? Uh, right, so fancy making an alien egg? Of course you do. Who wouldn't want to make an alien egg? I mean, come on. Do aliens lay eggs? Nobody knows. <laughs> but if they did they might look like this so what you need is an egg 
of course. Two glasses or jars, just big enough for the egg to fit in. White vinegar, about 150 mils. Um, caster sugar and green or any other colour, food colouring, but green works very well. So what you need to do is, and you need to be patient I'm afraid, uh, put the egg into the glass and then cover with the vinegar. Yep. Leave it somewhere safe for two days. Bubbles will form on the egg which will make it float. So you might need to turn it a few times or you could just use a spoon to hold it down into the vinegar. Step two, carefully take the egg out and rinse in cold water. It's grown, so it's got bigger, and it's gone all rubbery and see-through. So you should be able to see the yolk inside. Three, step three, now place the egg in an empty glass and cover with caster sugar. Leave for one day. Now it's gone all shrivelly and horrible. So, step four. Gently rinse the shriveled egg in water, put it into a clean glass and cover with water and a good glug of green food colouring and leave it until you're happy with the colour. You should find that you've created an alien egg. So an egg is a giant cell. That's basically what an egg is. Once you've dissolved the eggshell, water can cross the membrane, the skin around the egg, by osmosis. There you go, that's a big word, isn't it? In step one, water from the vinegar moves into the egg, making it big and bouncy. In step three, water moves from inside the egg into the concentrated sugar solution, leaving the egg shriveled and baggy. And then in step four, the green water moves into the egg, making it big again and green so you've got a big green bouncy alien egg i think that's brilliant um so yes my children have tried it and yes they enjoyed it thoroughly <laughs> so um there you have but i'm gonna um give you uh where are we something to make Okay, so not only can you try the alien egg, but you can also make an alien desk organiser. So, who has a desk or table or something that they can do their homework on? This is brilliant. So all you need is a selection of clean, dry food packaging. So, like loo roll um the inside tube of loo rolls, um, a hot drinks cup, so one of those cardboard coffee cups, um, a small cereal box, you know, the mini cereals, uh, kitchen roll, um, anything like that. 
uh, even things like a small gravy granule pot, um, just anything. So what you need to do is gather all those together, about five or six. Um, ask an adult to help you cut the tops off of any boxes and trim the tube so that they're all different heights. Okay. Decorate the boxes and tubes. So paint works well on anything made of cardboard. But if you've got anything that's got shiny um, packaging, cut a strip of coloured paper to the same height and then wrap it around the box or tube and glue or tape it into place. Arrange the, packet, the pieces of packaging into a group with the smaller bits at the front and the taller bits at the back. Fix them together using glue or tape. Put your desk organiser onto a piece of coloured card and draw around it, leaving a two centimetre border. Then cut it out. This will be the base of your organiser. OK, so then you turn the organiser upside down and cover any parts with flat bottoms with glue um, and you add a thin line of glue to open ended tubes like the toilet rolls and things like that. Place the organiser onto the base and leave it to dry. OK. Then you can glue or tape details to your organiser to make a bunch of aliens. So you can cut out circles of white paper or card to make eyeballs and then with a black paper, pen or pencil, um, add pupils to the middle of the eyes. Um, glue them in unexpected spots on your aliens. You can stick on body and mouth shapes, cut, just cut from scraps of card. Um, you can make antennae and limbs from pipe cleaners or cut out wiggly wiggly shapes from card and then glue them in place. And then you add your stationery. Whoa, there you go. Um, I would love, if you make one of these, I would love to see your alien desk organiser. So take a photo and send it or put it onto um, uh, Facebook or wherever. It is, a, the Kudo board would be perfect um, for adding photos of your desk organisers. It really would. Um, so... Um, do, do, do. yeah, that's, that's really all there is to doing a alien or an alien desk organiser. How perfect is that? <laughs> do you want to hear a joke? Do you want to hear an alien joke? Uh, let's have a look. I had it here just a minute ago. Now I've lost it. Uh, do, do, do can't find it now um i thought i was uh gonna be very oh here we go what do you call a sad spaceship a crying saucer oh, 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 oh my goodness me 
So what days is it today? It is uh, Sunday. It is the 10th of September. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it is also National Grandparents Day. Oh, how lovely. So, um, take take your grandparents a, um, I don't know, make them a cake or uh, just give them a hug. Make sure you treat your grandparents uh, with all the love in the world today. Uh, National Swap Ideas Day. So if you've got a good idea, give tell somebody else and maybe they'll be able to tell you a good idea of what to do or I don't know, where to go, something exciting. Try it. Swapping ideas. It's also National Hug Your Hound Day today, um, which is very good, but you should really be hugging your hound all the time, shouldn't you? Not just today. National TV Dinner Day. Uh, so that's basically a Pierce and Ping meal, isn't it? Um, so you just pierce the the uh, film um, over the top of the uh, microwave meal and put it in the m microwave and your dinner will be ready in seconds. <laughs> uh, not sure whether it tastes good, but, you know, it is National TV Dinner Day. Um, it's also Chef Appreciation Day. Well, I appreciate my brother-in-law. He's a chef. My friend Kay is a chef, um, so lots and lots of chefs I know. Um, my brother-in-law works for um, the big chef, the main main man chef, uh, Jamie Oliver. So um, we definitely appreciate Jamie Oliver. I've got all his books. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, Chef Appreciation Day. And it's also Housekeepers Week. So, Housekeepers Week. There you go. Um, anybody that uh, knows a housekeeper? Uh, housekeepers that uh, do all the, the rooms in hotels, places like that. It is your week. So, feel appreciated and please be nice to them when you, instead of leaving, like, I don't know, dirty things on the floor and uh, dirty towels. Uh, right. OK. I asked, what was your favourite animal? And I have got so many answers. And I love I said mine was a cat. I love cats. Um, but I also love unicorns. So, uh it was a toss-up between a cat and a unicorn. Well, Livy, you have um, come up with the perfect because you love catty-corns. So half and half, a cat and half a um, unicorn. So that's just perfect. That's ideal for me, isn't it? A catty-corn. I love them. Um, somebody... 
likes sharks their favorite animal is a shark now um it is the username is halsey007 halsey007 um i apologize if you've told me your name before but i haven't quite uh remembered it i haven't written it down anywhere so um let me know who that is because uh sharks are a very good um very very good actually choice because they're so have you ever seen a carpet shark google carpet sharks and some of the images are awesome um evie your favorite is a cat yay uh imogen you said you like guinea pigs and celeste you love bunny rabbits i love bunny rabbits too and guinea pigs i have to say my um one of uh, a lady that i know she uh not i was gonna say collects guinea pigs that's not um she breeds guinea pigs and uh she always has lots of guinea pigs and um and they're all different types they're like long-haired and short-haired and um tiny little I don't know whether you get dwarf. I know you get dwarf bunny rabbits, but I don't know whether you get dwarf um, guinea pigs, but they, they seem very, very tiny. Uh, and they are really cute. Uh, so, yeah, she breeds them. Anyway, blimey, we have got um, to read a story yet. And uh, we're still, I'm still waffling. So I do apologise. Seem to have gone on forever today. Um, so I hope you're still with me. I hope you're still listening to me. <laughs> but you do find, did find out stuff about aliens. And I really want to know which camp you're in. I want to know whether you are in the for aliens, against aliens or the in-between. So that's the question. The story is called A Muddle of Pixies. So... Once, the three pixies, Perry, Patter and Pipkin, decided to go for a walk to Bumblebee Common. Perry wasn't quite ready, so Patter and Pipkin said they would start off without him and Perry could catch them up as soon as he could. So, off went Patter and Pipkin, arm in arm, merrily singing their favourite song. The song sun was shining brightly and they were so happy. Now, as they went through the village, little Edward, the fat teddy bear, who lived in Bruin Cottage with his father and his mother, came tearing down the street on his new scooter. When he saw the two pixies taking up nearly all the pavement, he tried to stop, but he couldn't. He wobbled dreadfully, trying to stop himself from going into a pixie. But it was no use. Thud! Bang! Kerplonk! The scooter ran into Pipkin and knocked him flat on his back. Patter was all right, though he did get a shock. Edward the bear rolled into the gutter, but he was so fat that he wasn't hurt at all. The scooter ran on down the hill and went straight into Goody Two-Shoes' shoe shop, which gave her a dreadful fright. 
Pipkin didn't get up. He just lay there making queer sorts of grunts and groans and Patter was quite frightened. Oh, you've hurt your knee, he said to Pipkin, and you've bumped your head. Oh, and you've hurt your shoulder too, I think. Oh, poor Pipkin. No, don't try and get up. I'll go and get help at once. Stay here till a doctor comes. Patter ran off in a hurry. He soon found a doctor's house and rang the bell. The doctor was a gnome with a long beard and big pointed feet and ears. As soon as he heard of poor Pipkin's accident, he took up his bag to go to help him. You had better go straight home and get a nice hot water bottle in his bed and make some milk hot for him, said Dr Longbeard. I'll bring him along in my car. Patter was very grateful. He ran home at once, taking a shortcut, so he didn't see Pipkin again. He knew the doctor would be where Pipkin was in a few moments. Now, Pipkin did not like lying flat in the road. It was very hard. So he sat up. He found that he wasn't so badly hurt after all. His shoulder was still sore and his head had a bump. Oh, and his knee was grazed, but really he wasn't very bad. Oh, I shall Get up and go home, he said. I can walk even if I limp a little bit. Patter was silly to go rushing off to a doctor like that. So off went Pipkin limping home. Now, Perry, who had been left at home cleaning up, had soon finished his bit of work and set off after the others. He had with him his collection of postcards and he was looking at them as he went. Suddenly they slipped out of his hand and down they went into the road. Perry knelt down to pick them up. And at that very same moment, Dr Longbeard, who was driving along in his car, looking out for a pixie somewhere in the street, saw Perry on his knees in the road. There's the poor old hurt pixie, he said to himself, hasn't even been able to stand up yet. Well, I'll soon put him right. He stopped the car and jumped out. He hurried to Perry, who looked up in surprise. Just let me bandage your head up first, said Dr Longbeard, and he took out a big white bandage. Where's the bump? Oh dear, dear, you've got such a lot of hair. I can hardly feel your head through it. Never mind if I bandage the whole of your head. Ah, oh, that's sure to include the bump. Uh, but, 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 but I don't want my head bandaged, said Perry in alarm, wondering whatever the doctor was doing. No, no, I'm sure you don't, said the doctor. Now, now, be brave, be brave. I'll rub your shoulder next. You may have sprained it. I don't want my shoulder rubbed, said Perry, getting cross. Oh, you hurt. Don't rub so hard. Oh, dear, dear, does it hurt very much, said Dr Longbeard. Well, you must have had a very hard fall. Yes, you must. Now for the knee. 
I don't know what you're talking about, said Perry angrily, and he tried to jerk his leg away from Dr Longbeard. Don't do that. What are you tying my leg up for? Oh, you've done it so tightly that I can't walk. Oh, poor fellow, poor fellow, said the gnome. Here is a crutch to lean on. You'll soon be all right now. Very angry indeed. Poor Perry was bundled into the doctor's car and driven home. When he got there, the doctor bustled out and went to the door. Have you got the bed ready and the hot milk, he called to Patter. Yes, bring him in, shouted Patter. Then up the path, hopping along with his crutch, came poor puzzled Perry, wondering if everyone was quite, quite mad. Patter met him at the door and he stared and he stared. But Perry, said Patter, I thought it was Pipkin that had had the accident, not you. Am I mad? Surely it was Pipkin. Everybody's mad, said Perry. I was just picking up some postcards I dropped when along came this doctor fellow and bandaged my head and pulled my shoulder about and tied up my knee so tightly that I can't walk. Where's Pipkin? There he is, said Patter, and sure enough, there came Pipkin limping up the street, looking very dusty and sorry for himself. You've bandaged the wrong pixie, said Patter to the surprised doctor. Oh my, oh my, he's bandaged the wrong pixie. Well, Patter began to laugh. And then Perry began. And when poor Pipkin limped up to the front door, he could not imagine what was the matter with them. How unkind of you to laugh at me when I'm hurt, said poor Pipkin. Bandage this, Pixie, Doctor, said Patter. But Dr Longbeard shook his head. Oh no, he said, I'm not bandaging any more Pixies today. Goodbye, and off he went. So Patter took off Perry's bandages and put them on Pipkin. Oh, he was very proud of them. And now he's sitting up in bed, hugging a hot water bottle and drinking hot milk and feeling very happy indeed. What a model of pixies that was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Poor old. Well, poor old all of them, really. One being bandaged when he didn't mean to be and the other one not getting bandaged and even though he needed to be i don't know <laughs> well 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 that is today's uh episode so i hope you enjoyed it um and well maybe it's somebody's birthday tomorrow so mm -hmm. let us wait and see <laughs> anyway um I hope that you all have a great, great day. I hope that you enjoy making a alien egg 
and an alien, uh, oh, what do they call them? Stationary holder. Um, because then you can put the stationary holder on your desk or on your table, and then you can just do your homework up at the table, up on your desk. Um, and all your stationery will be, or your pens and your paper, no, not your paper, your pencils and your rubber, all sorts of things can be there. So, any old how, you have a great Sunday um, and get all ready for school tomorrow. <laughs> I'm all ready for work tomorrow. Uh if you can, I'd really like you to go out and do a rain dance for me. Do you think you could manage that? I want to know if you did a rain dance. If you do a rain dance, I want you to tell me because um, I want to thank you if it works. So I want to know who to thank. So if you could go out and do a rain dance for me in the middle of your garden or in the middle of the street or... Even in the middle of the kitchen, I don't know, but we don't want rain coming into the kitchen. So, <laughs> but we would like it to rain outside, really would. Um, I would be very, very grateful. Uh, even if you're only making it rain on Sarah's house, that would be just fine. Don't mind. <laughs> as long as it's cool rain, not hot rain. Anyway, if you do that rain dance for me. Let me know so that I know who to thank if it works. And don't forget to answer the alien question. I'm interested to know which um, theory you believe to be true. Uh, and I will see you all again tomorrow. So take care and stay safe. But have a wonderful day. I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye. Oh, now.